transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold's Brothers Podcast. Welcome home. Is is saying get this train a rolling like is that too <laughs> is that too old now is that like that's not really not the train train system is just not a popular thing these days. It'd be more like get get that Uber rolling. <laughs> get that Uber rolling. <laughs> well, as you know, if we're talking about transportation methods, uh, this must be a Whack Arnold's Brothers podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Psych! It's a fucking horror movie podcast. You people know that by now, uh, dude. We have kind of a, you know, I'd say it's it's uh, it's it's juicy in the way that like you know like a rom com is. It's got that like romantic element in a way. Uh, the, the movie mm-hmm. we set aside for this week. I mean, in lieu of yeah. the the impending holiday, we should have we should have recorded this one for thirty eight instead of thirty nine because <laughs> obviously thirty eight is going to come out tomorrow, two days before <laughs> Halloween. Thirty nine is going to come out next weekend. Either way, I didn't even think I, about that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, not Halloween, but Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah we're doing. We're, I, I think it's perfect. <laughs> for in, in lieu, like you said, in lieu of Valentine's Day, you know, we're going to talk about a. Um, a 2001 uh, horror movie that, although I've seen multiple times, I know a lot of people have never seen or or heard of this movie because it kind of just did pass by with no fanfare. It uh, it um, it's one of those movies you can tell it's kind of trying to ride off of the uh, success of Scream, and I actually have an interesting story to tell that why I feel like it feels that way. But it came out five years after it, and it just. I don't know. I don't it, know if that's to its detriment or what, but it just—it's just—it's just, it's it just an—it's a—it's a ho hum all right horror movie. It really is. Valentine, man, this movie is uh, like you like you said, two thousand one. I uh, I looked it up. It's a pre nine eleven horror movie. It's two the February February two thousand one. So, you know, it's. Uh, oh. <laughs> I don't know why that matters. It just keeps popping up on. On well, the, it's interesting that you say that. It's interesting that you say that because, like, one of the things, one of the interesting facts about the movie is that the director, uh, who I'm going to talk more about here in a minute, Jamie Blanks, he wanted it to be more gory and more violent. But uh, even though this happened years afterwards, the the, the studio were like, uh, no, because of Columbine. So it's interesting oh. that you would say that. And then a, a couple. A little bit later, you know, there were things that were affected by um, 9-11 happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, because you know, whether people think about it or not, and there's like, there's straight up, you know, tons of tons of people now in the world who have never experienced a, you know, pre-9-11 world. And, uh, I don't know. There was like certain things became kind of like almost like off limits to do in movies. Totally. You know? And, totally. and, and anyway, but yeah, this movie, it just, it opens up with some fucking heartbreak, really, if you ask me, like the credits start, start rolling and so real, real quick. Oh yeah, so talk about, talk about the director. Cause yeah, you know, we sorry. see, we see Jamie Blanks pop up and before we jump into the movie, I have an interesting, so yeah, um, Jamie Blanks before, he, before he directed this and, and, uh, he directed one of my favorite nineties horror movies, um, 
urban legend. Oh, so yeah. there's an interesting story about this. So this guy, um, he directed this like student film. I think it was in 91 or 93. Uh, and um, a couple years later, because of like because of that, uh, um, a manager sent him the screenplay for Scream, which was titled Scary Movie at the time, because um, they were interested in him due to the due to this student film that he made, um, which I want to watch on YouTube. But anyway, he ended up getting passed up. Um, long story short, he got passed up for Wes Craven, which makes sense. So, a little bit later, That's wild though, you got the opportunity. It is a, a little bit later. He got the screenplay for "I Know What You Did Last Summer," uh, which was also written by Kevin Williamson, which is just kind of ironic. But anyway, so for this film, he wanted he still hadn't uh, uh, um, directed a movie before, so he didn't have any way of you know people knowing who he was. So yeah. for he 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 wanted to. Uh, show his talent so he took three thousand dollars of his own movie and filmed like his own uh um what's the word i'm looking for a uh trailer for the movie and sent it to the studio and they 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 liked it so much but the timing was off because they literally just hired jim gillespie to, to direct uh Damn, i know what you dude. loved last summer but anyway they told him you know don't worry, we're going to come up with something for you. And sure enough, nine months later, they gave him Urban Legend. So it's just interesting how... That, that's wild, actually. Passed up twice for these other movies that went on to be, you know, big names in 90 Horror, more so Scream, obviously, but then got the chance to do Urban Legend, which I think is a strong oh, 90s dude. horror in that vein. Absolutely. I, I would put... The, yeah, I'd put Urban Legend right up there in... In, in terms of 90s movies but yeah yeah that's and that's under, crazy man so and so he just kind of he it just sounded like he didn't have like the experience or like the I, like you said like any sort of backing like he didn't have a film or anything so it just kept right. kind of like this cycle of like oh well uh you know you'd look like you don't know what you're doing but you kind of look like you do know what you're doing right valentine though is uh yeah. Ur if urban legend is up here Valentine yeah. has got to be kind of like, do you yeah. think it's a disappointing entry in his uh, filmography? I do. And I don't think all of it's to his uh, no. credit. I think no. a lot of it has to do with the studio and things going on, but it's a lackluster movie. Even it's unfortunate because it has a, it has a cool premise. It has a cool looking killer and it has a lot of names in it. Like, well, I'm just going to run down some of these names before we jump in the movie and some ties to other things. So, Denise Richards is in it, obviously. Um, we don't need to talk about her. She's been in a bunch of shit. David Boreans was in it. Um, I know, dude. I was so surprised to see him in this. I was like, from I was like, Angel, like I, I <laughs> yeah, Angel Bones, Seal Team. Marley Shelton was in it. It was in you know Marley Scream Shelton, Four and, the, yeah. and Scream Five. Never been kissed since City. Um, so the girl that plays Dorothy, her name is Jessica Capshaw. She's apparently uh, Steven Spielberg's stepdaughter, which is interesting. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, that Jessica Caulfield, Jessica, the girl that plays Lily, Lily her name is Jessica Caulfield. She's, she was in Urban Legends 2. She was in White Chicks. And then we have 
Catherine Heigl, obviously, who's in Bride of Chucky. So there's, you know, there's a lot, there's a like, there's a list of people that, uh, like like this is why i say it's another like a reference to scream where at scream there's some actors in that movie that were up and coming and then there's also some big name actors and that's the same in this one like david boreans was kind of up and coming same with um heigl you know what i mean so it's just it's interesting no that is actually really interesting because i mean like you said there's so there feels like there's so many parallels to Mm-hmm. like what they were doing like with you know um not, not you know scream and i know what you did last summer like if you look at the basic like premise of this movie like you know if they're, like the thing that pops up on shutter it literally just says adolescent indiscretions return to haunt four friends who are now young yeah. adults <laughs> 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 like that can go anywhere you know that yeah, could be could. any not any that's like any... a 98 90s horror movie premise for sure Dude, that's what i'm saying sure. it's so, and there's it's... also like the, like Catherine heigl kind of like we uh we get buried very remin- her, dude yeah yeah she gets buried more but it's <laughs> not like it's not, not that great level. though dude yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like but yes. yeah we get it's anyway we can start we can jump in now with, at, at this uh, at this point would denise richards probably be the most like mm-hmm. like she had, know, she had done, done wild like, the things most, yeah yeah Damn. yeah and okay. she's she is so she's still i mean i just like i remember when i watched this movie when i was younger i was like a younger kid you know i was a teen i was like just used to be obsessed with denise, denise richards and denise richards to me she was yeah dude she was like how do i say this she was like she's always been so hot that it was like there's an, I, i'll like i could never meet somebody like that you know mm-hmm. what i mean like you're too hot you're too hot for me i look i look too goonish yeah. on your arm you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's kind of okay so that i mean sort of similarly that's what happens in this opening sequence right so you, right you, right you kind of dive into this situation where it's like a you know like a junior high dance mm-hmm. uh and you know poor fucking schmuck over here is like going from from girl to girl asking if you know you they want to dance and just getting denied with disgusted looks and, yeah and you know cast aside and the worst one is 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 uh the worst one is Paige, which is the char- character that denise richard plays but she actually has has a line where he comes up and asks her to dance and she's like i'd rather be boiled alive which is like <laughs> some great foreshadowing to how Yo. she gets dispatched later but yeah yeah, yeah. there's just you know you can see he's this goofy looking nerdy he's he, you know just junior high kid and he he, yeah. he eventually who, which one is it? it's dorothy he eventually uh goes up to dorothy and asks yeah. her if she wants to dance and she's a little plump you know she's she's, she's a little yeah. bigger she's yeah and she uh you know, she goes to the. She agrees. She's like, yeah, yeah. And then, but quickly, that turns into macking underneath the bleachers. <laughs> and, and classic fucking move, man. Uh, but lo and behold, some bullies fucking stumble yeah. upon upon the macking, and then she quickly turns on the kid and is like, no, yeah, I didn't want up. this. Like he's like a basically just like being like he attacked he's, me. He's, yeah, yeah. And so in response, the the bullies like basically kind of kind of carry him they pour red punch all over him yeah <laughs> and, strip, and him, then, strip him down to his briefs yeah and then and then like it looks like they basically chase him out to the dance floor and kick the fuck out of him yeah they just basically 
gang beat him in front of the fucking junior high. Yeah. One of the one of the actors, if you did, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, it was like his second um, credit, but he ended up being like a child actor, and then he was in Shameless. His name's Noel Fisher. He was oh. in like Max Keeble's Big Move, Agent Cody Banks, but he ended up being uh, like a like a side character on Shameless. Yeah. Um, but he's been in a bunch of shit, but it's like a second credited role, but he's one of the before. Uh, I think he's the one that does the actual talking where he walks up and he's like, perv hitting on Buffalo or whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, that makes sense. They give him that, the, the yeah, talking she, line. She turns, it's a pretty sad scene, bro. Like, this it, is it's kid, rough, this, man. This, this meek, geeky, obviously, like, kid that, you know, finally gets some female attention and then she turns the tables and gets him beaten up and then later in the movie we learn the fate of what happened to him after this incident and it's not great so yeah it's it you know that's the introduction that's the that's the open of the movie is this little scene starts it off with childhood trauma and then it kind of cuts away to uh it, it becomes a scene featuring, 13 years later thir- yeah 13 years later and uh i believe it's uh katherine heigl and Shelly, who's her Shelly, and who's the guy she's with? Jason? I oh God, yeah, she's on a she's on a date with this, <laughs> like like level ten fucking douchebag Jason, Dude. who re- refers to himself in the third person. It's hilarious. Like, and not even like every now and then. It's it happens frequently based on the conversations that we see. Yeah. Like, this guy just is a tool and you know shelly knows it because she's just sort of like i I think one of the shots you see is like her like scraping help me into like her potatoes or whatever on the plate (laughs) you know and like but there's like there's so many there's a few moments in this movie and this this is one of them where it's like like there's a they have this rough date and doesn't go well and then the end of it like the dude's like Come on, I don't even get like some dessert. Give me a kiss. Like, yeah, what do we do? Like, he's like really laying it on. Like, the whole thing escalates kind of funny because they're like talking and he's like, like I mentioned, he's talking in third person. So he's like, Jason wants to find this in a mate next, next, and the the next thing. She asks for the check and then in a total, (laughs) total douchebag move, he gets a check and he goes, whoa muy expensivo and then makes her pay for her own food (laughs) and then after the fact is like like after that when they're leaving he's like what i don't get a kiss (laughs) and then then the one of the great lines at the end is when she's not gonna give him a kiss he's like this hard this hard to get shit doesn't play with jason Like he's just a tool. It's hard to play shit. It's a play with. It's shit. hilarious. Oh like some of the co- God, some of the dude. comedy later, like the comedy like during like the speed dating scene isn't that good. But this this scene's actually pretty funny. Like I think in credit to the actor that plays this little bit role, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, fucking Jason, dude. And uh, so this this date basically ends, and then um, we follow Shelly to. I guess like the medical school she's going yeah. to first. and yeah, she, uh she's a medical student yeah and she like i guess is doing some late night uh autopsy work or something because yeah, she's, she's like she's studying know. for her medical exam it would seem yeah you know, working on a corpse yeah working working on a corpse uh 
so she's like yeah it's kind of it, you know she's in classic sort of fashion thinks that she's alone here with the corpse and then uh you know hears a noise off in the distance which is a reoccurring theme in this movie oh yes yeah unfortunately they couldn't come up with other ideas to get characters (laughs) from what they're doing but yeah she hears a noise And uh, that's when she like, you know, she's like wandering around and then you have a kind of a jump scare moment where she stumbles yeah. upon a fellow medical student. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you she quickly notices uh, a Valentine mm-hmm. attached to her or her locker. To her locker. Yeah, it's kind of a creative Valentine. I'll say you pull it down and it does something. But yeah, <laughs> you know. I, I, ri- I wrote down what they all say. So this one says uh the journey of love is an arduous trek my love grows for you as you bleed from your neck (laughs) and like you said it's one of those like um i don't know how to explain this but you know those books when you're growing up uh like in elementary school where yeah it would have like a little yeah yeah like a little tab you would pull and it would pop up it's like that where it has this guy and a girl and then you pull the pop up and it's the guy has a knife it's pretty cool yeah yeah the and like the knife's like stabbing it it's it's it's, (laughs) yeah it's creative it is it is man and uh yeah so obviously that's kind of like creeps her out she's sort of just like you know what the hell is this and uh but then decides to you know continue her studies uh, so to Mm -hmm. speak and so she goes back to the uh the the dead body you know she goes yeah the cadaver and um there's this great moment and this is like what i imagine like so many people fear you know oh yeah the scenes or like in real life (laughs) uh as she's about to like you know you start cutting into the abdomen she notices like it inflates as if it's if it's fucking breathing and then she like you know freaks out has this like moment where she like you know like kind of jumps back and then runs into the the closet behind not runs physically in but like kind of knocks into the closet or whatever mm. behind her and that's when she sees the actual cadaver yeah like smack against the fucking glass window and you just fall like, out yeah yeah dude and i was like oh shit like I, I i was like maybe that's just an imagination and this quick thing happened i was like that's good but she turns around and even more important that fucking body that was on the table is gone yeah yeah it's pretty good actually it was i was like damn that's slick um so this is where it really gets intense, I'd, I guess, right? Like for this opening, sort of like Catherine Heigl, Shelley moment, because uh, she's yeah, really she grabs like, a all, scalpel, yeah. yeah, and then starts. I don't know. It's like it's always weird. It's like you're, I don't know if they're she's trying to if characters like this are trying to escape or you're actually trying to, you know, find yeah, a killer. Yeah. Like what's going on here? Well, I guess at that point you would know. Like, so you're probably on your car, like trying to look around for him. But yeah. yeah. But she definitely like has like a quick run in where it's like you know the killer almost gets her from behind the curtain. She books it, mm-hmm. uh, and you know. But then she does something stupid. <laughs> and what's that? Well, she makes her way into like a. Um, when I was younger, I thought this scene was really cool, but watching it now, I was kind of like, that was a dumb idea. But um, she goes into like a, a cooler, a room that's full of like there's probably like eight or ten body bags in there um and we don't see her but when the killer comes in you're led to believe she's obviously hiding in one of these body bags Mm -hmm. which not a really great idea necessarily so the killer comes in and if we we already we forgot to say so the kill so in the opening scene 
there's like when oh, yeah. uh when the character with the character the little nerdy kid the character's name is jeremy milton when he's getting beat down and shows like the crowd of the school there's one student that's wearing this little creepy like cherub looking cupid mask so yeah the, the killer is wearing all black which is like you know a a, a good typical like slasher killer but wearing that that's a same looking like uh cupid mask i think it's a cool i think it's a cool mask i do uh, too man i was like I, it's it's very creepy like that's one like of the, the highlights the, of the movie definitely like the look of the killer was not like i had no problems with it actually you know not like, at all uh but yeah and so as as you were saying like um the body bag kind of situation like it quickly dissolves because the killer just starts stabbing Mm-hmm. like the cadavers you know as he's going through them yeah process of a fucking elimination exactly there, right because exactly. like because but that's the thing like he doesn't just like the killer doesn't just like stab to the bag like he like unzips the bag and you see it's- this shot of like you know shelly coming like ah like screaming like her head pops up and the killer like quickly like s- just slices her throat and like zips her back up into the bag uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah. dope you're fucking done Uh, yeah 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 it's just like i I get it like you get cornered into this room but i feel like you'd have had a better chance of surviving if you would have like tried to spring out from a corner or just face them head on instead of fucking put yourself into a body bag yeah dude you basically (laughs) did the the killer a fucking service there really but yeah she gets she gets barry moored but it doesn't hold the same weight or effect that the obviously the the original you know yeah anyway anyway it it definitely it, it definitely didn't because because as you know by the time this movie came out it like it, you know that was one of the things that had really surprised people about scream right and so it was like it was like but five okay, years later what they're yeah. doing like and i think i think there i think like heigl only was on the set for like three days um so they had to film her scenes pretty quick and there's also an interesting thing about this movie there was like multiple other like uh people that were obviously obviously in any movie there's going to be other people that are considered for the roles but at one point like tara reed was considered for one of the roles just same with jennifer love hewitt uh jared leto was was one of the people that was going to possibly be the role that david boreans ended up taking so you know it's just interesting when you hear names like that it is but because mainly like how i say it like the, the cast like it just it reminds me of like people were just trying to cast like those characters from other movies like right like you're like we're trying to find a Sarah Michelle Gellar we're trying to find a Jennifer Love Hewitt we're trying to find you know mm-hmm. like and and that that I mean it's just part of like I think them trying to replicate certain things from true movies, but oh we uh, forgot to mention we forgot to mention when right before he kills her when he opens the body bag up and it shows the shot of the killer's face the killer uh is bleeding through the nose of the um cherub mask we forgot to mention that yeah that's right which is a reoccurring thing um 
Right. But, oh, and also uh, we also forgot to mention. God damn it! I just thought of it because <laughs> that would have been a major plot hole to this whole podcast. But in the scene in the beginning with the Jeremy Melton, the little nerdy kid, yeah. after he gets after he gets the the punch dumped on him, but before he gets stripped and beaten, his nose also starts bleeding. Yeah. So it's kind of a to a view, to the viewer, you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um. So this uh this whole scene like quickly transitions into. Uh, the speed dating thing you seen you kind of referred to a little bit ago. Where, yes, you know, it's so, just a couple of good friends on on you know those class on a classic speed date night. Yeah, we're, intru- Paige we're and, introduced. We're uh, introduced. Kate, right? Yeah, we're introduced to Paige, who's played by Denise Richards, and Kate, who's played by Marley Shelton, and she ends up kind of being the final girl of this movie. But yeah. They're heading to a speed dating event. It's kind of alluded to that Denise Richards' character, you know, gets around, and we learn that um, that Kate is kind of in this, you know, on-off relationship with this guy named Adam. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it's pretty quick. It's pretty cheesy. It is. It's really cheesy. And it and it ends with uh, Kate getting a phone call that. And Paige also, Paige also, there's like, uh, she meets this guy named Brian who comes into play later. Like, it's one oh, of the, right, like, right. Kate was initially like, it shows all these cheesy scenes of these, like, bad interactions with these guys. And then it's like this, this kind of good looking stud looking guy. But Paige jumps in and, you know, steals the thunder and gets the guy's phone number. But yeah, as they're leaving, Shelly gets a phone call um, from her friend Dorothy uh and gets the bad news about shelly because they're all they're all friends that were from the beginning of the movie because there's there's uh kate page lily dorothy shelly um it's all of them kate page lily three dorothy so the three that like cruelly rejected the kid in the beginning were page uh Lily and Shelly. Kate was the one that like kindly turned him down, and then Dorothy's the one, the plumper one that danced with him. Anyway, I'm just yeah. Anyway, no, it's true. It, it's it's uh yeah. I, it, it's good to know that Kate was kind of like the uh the least fucking rude yeah. out of all of them. You she know? was like she was like maybe later, Jeremy or something like that. Yeah. Um. So this the, from the date night, it kind of picks you up to day of the funeral for their friend Shelly. Correct. And. You know, there's a, a moment where they're all walking away, and I feel like this happens to Denise Richards' characters often. But like, you know, like she, there's like a quick moment where like she takes off her sweatshirt, and then one of her friends is like, "Christ, like put those titties away, basically." Like, and it's well, be, like, right. I was gonna point then, that out, but before then, we get a scene with before it's all the girls together. It's just it's Kate, and we get introduced to Adam now. Um. And they're talking. They have a little scene where they're walking and talking. They get to his car because uh, in in the scene where they're doing the speed dating, it's alluded to that Adam has an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. So, and in the Kate car, and- you, you in his car, you, she kind of discovers a bottle of tequila or something, mm-hmm. I believe. And he quickly like explains that. I, I feel like he you know, yeah he, he's sort of like no 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 that you know that wait I, what was the excuse like that's for. Uh, like a coworker or something. Yeah, like that. His, his coworker just got a really good gig being like a reporter for the Giants, so it's for him. And then he also mentions that he's been off the bottle for three weeks now, 
So, um, but yeah, but then it's the girls. They're all talking. We get that joke you mentioned about. There's a lot. There's lots of zings in this movie back and forth between them. There's lots of zings at Paige, alluding to the fact that she's a whore. <laughs> yeah, but, and uh, and it even goes even like a little bit further, like anyway later in the movie but it starts with with the introduction of this detective that comes up to them yeah. as they're talking detective vaughn detective vaughn he looked so familiar to me but then i realized i just kept mistaking him for a different actor yeah he, he like, does yeah he, he he i know what you're talking about uh and he kind of comes up and you know questions them and they don't really give him much information but they definitely get weird with him like you know like like I feel like he, I can't remember what the exact question was, but he asked them at one point something, and then like they all just get like really kind of quiet right afterward, mm-hmm. and, and it's just sort of like, like now he's definitely going to be suspicious because he, he he also <laughs> men- he also mentions that um, the guy that uh, Shelley was last seen with his name turns his name happens to be Jason Marquette is his full name yeah yeah that's right and the, the he's missing. Well, that, yeah, because that comes up in a little, the JM comes yeah, up in yeah, a little yeah. bit. But, but it's funny he's how just, often it's around. He's established as like a red herring right here where he was the last one seen with her, but now he's missing. So, yeah, they, he asked the detective Vaughn, asked them some questions. You know, they don't really have much information, but he does give Paige a card in case mm-hmm. they think of anything. Yeah, that's, uh, it's funny. He gives Paige the card. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and and so, you know, this, I believe, doesn't the, then this uh, we kind of follow like Dorothy going home. Yeah, she goes to her big mansion she where she lives, huge ass place, where she lives with her dad. She gets inside and now, and then she gets a Valentine's card now that she yeah. gets in the mail. She's happy to see it when she gets it, and this one is also a little bit, uh, you know, um, creepy. So this one, this one reads. Roses are red, violets are blue. They'll need dental records to identify you. With the, and then this, this one has the initials JM on it. Yeah. I feel like, and I mean, maybe this is just me, but I kept thinking, like, I feel like the killer's being, like, really, like, toying with obviousness if he's just putting his, like, a, initials right. on there at this point. Like, but maybe that was part of it. Um, but this, you know, like she has that moment where she reads that and you're just like, what the fuck? And even she's just sort of like, uh, you know, okay. And then the the, the doorbell or well, the, you know, then the, the, somebody appears at the door yeah, and the door, it happens yeah. to be uh, like a friend of hers. I, you know, just um, yeah, what's, we, we learn Campbell. Yeah. We, lear- Campbell. We, learn in, we learn in a little bit that he's like a love interest. But yeah, he comes to the door with a duffel bag in hand. And spills this whole story to her about how his roommate wasn't paying the rent and all of his money is tied up in this new internet investment that he's going on. So long story short, he mooches his way into staying with her. Yeah. And later we see more of this. He's kind of like this, this like a charming con man, but he's another kind of douchey type character. Yeah. Yeah. And... You know, they're like, I mean, I feel like this house is full of douchey type characters because it's like, oh, yeah, the step, the weird interaction with her stepmom. That there's was a the lot other of, thing. It's like, what there's, the fuck? There, there's some scenes like that that I feel like definitely were just really random, had no bearing in the movie because we don't ever see her or 
the step the dad character again i feel like they were just like to add filler to the runtime yeah i agree it was it was such a random scene it was just like this negative interaction between her and her like new very young stepmom and, yeah uh, where, like, trade... at one point she like grabs dorothy's arm and like shakes hers <laughs> well yeah they they trade barbs because the it's like this young obviously attractive um lady that's married to her much older rich father he, she's alluded to as being a mail order bride uh the stepmom makes this joke about like uh like w- alluding to the fact that Dorothy has no sex life. And then Dorothy's like, yeah, well, at least I don't uh, charge uh, by the hour or something yeah. like that. But yeah, they get in an argument and the girl starts speaking in like whatever language she is. The, the dad comes down and basically like ridicules Dorothy for not treating her stepmother politely. And then it's the end of that and you never see them again. So like I said, it's like, what the, f- this is so it's random. One off. And um. I think from there you kind of uh you pick up with kate i believe yeah she's um, taking a shower taking a shower and then in classic fashion you hear something go on in the <laughs> other room <laughs> and so she gets out of the shower and like goes to investigate you know uh and that's when she finds out that the i believe the water ends up being off it, yeah like, because she goes back to like just go back to the shower and nothing turns on it's actually kind of you know what fucking timing um and then she like you know as she's like realizing that nothing's working she tries to call her landlord that doesn't happen he's you know and uh (laughs) then ends up like going to wash her hair she just uses uh the toilet water man it's like this great scene where you just she's just like oh oh she just like dunks her head (laughs) into the fucking toilet you know yeah unfortunately as she goes back to like pick up, I believe the phone that's ringing. She that's when she notices. I don't know if it was open the entire time or not, but that's when right. she notices the front door to her apartment yeah, she, open. Yeah, Creepy. she also she also hears. Uh, she walks. She notices her door is open, and kind of you hear this faint beeping sound. And she comes out, and there's she hears the sound. There's an elevator nearby of the sound that like an elevator makes. The like ding. Ding, yeah, when, when, like, when the door's being blocked. Yeah. And she, she goes to investigate that too. And she notices that uh, blocking the door is the chair is a cherub mask. And she kind of picks it up and eyes it. And then she has a creepy interaction with her uh, neighbor, Gary, who has an interesting way of hitting on her. So scary he, Gary, dude. Everything he says rhymes with Kate. He's like, you look great. Kate, you should be my mate. Kate, it, it could be fate. Let, yeah, yeah that was <laughs> fate, dude. Jesus, dude. and then she's like, like you said, she's like, you're scary, Gary. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It was weird, man. I'd I'd be so weirded out by a neighbor like that, man. Um, but then we jump to um, Lily and Paige, and Lily's watching like a. Uh, it's funny they had like kind of like how. They had that speed dating thing, which was like a popular this time. This is at like the tail end of like video dating and Lily's yeah. watching a video date. She's let down by the guy in the video. And then she, she gets, a, you know, the I think it's either a knock on the door or a doorbell rings. Yeah. But no one, no one's there. But long story short, she finds a uh, a heart shaped box of chocolates with a, with a note and a rose on it, you know, right. And, 
and she thinks they oh they have a, like a, a bit of a moment where like you know she assumes it might be for her then then they assume that it might be for Paige and then you know kind of they go back and forth and I think it lands on that it well, was for cause the, her. yeah because the because well initially she thinks it might be from she mentions this guy named Max so she reads the card and the card this time says uh, tis a well known fact that beauty is skin deep. Savor the taste. You are what you eat, and it also has JM on it. She makes a joke to Paige about it must be it must be yours because you've covered more of the alphabet than I have. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she she takes a bite. She takes a bite of one of the chocolates and notices that there's maggots in it. Um, Gets that'd be disturbing. That'd be disgusting. It would. That would fucking be yeah. That'd be rough. They so they sit down after that and they're discussing JM names, and this is where. The first time that someone thinks of the Jeremy Melton. Paige mentions Jeremy Melton, and it reminds Lily of the nerdy guy from sixth grade. But that's that right right here. It kind of just gets thrown aside. They just bring it up. They're like, it couldn't be him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's just like, nah, that's what that was way too long ago. Mm-hmm. But somebody might remember. Uh, and yeah, so like, like you said, they're just kind of going back and forth on it. And um that's when, like, uh, I think, doesn't it just kind of go from that scene to uh, the art gallery? Yeah, the, uh, the, the yeah we we go we cut to this art exhibit that we learn is put on by Max. He's an artist that Lily's kind of seeing, but we get a lot of things that happen in this in this whole sequence because at first, when we get introduced to this art exhibit, we see Jason from. Yeah. The date at the beginning who is supposedly missing obviously the girls don't know who this guy is but he kind of first smiles at uh page and cape but then gets this like cold look on his face and leaves um what was with that yeah i don't know it's interesting yeah i don't know i don't know it's because it is kind of random then we don't ever see him again yeah and we also get a scene where where page goes up to flirt with Campbell not knowing who he is and then Dorothy comes up and Campbell gets introduced to the girls um yeah yeah uh, it's a, it's a lot of like oh and the, and we also meet uh, Max right Max right right the fucking the artist <laughs> kind of like a every a sh- guy like, in this movie is so douchey like I know. it's so fucking ridiculous <laughs> it's true Oh my god. Also during this scene, like um Paige brings up Paige and Lily bring up to Kate uh and Dorothy about what happened earlier with them and mention Jeremy Melton. Um and the, we have to mention the art exhibit. It's like this uh it's a, just a basically like a bunch of TV screens throughout this giant wherever they're at, like whatever place he rented out and there's weird things on every screen, like so, and some there might be like a couple together or one person, but it's all very sexual. There's like one yeah. of a girl with a like a bra. There's one where it's like lips moving. Um, yeah, there's like says, multiple. Love me. Yeah, I was gonna say there's multiple like screens or that it seemed like where it's just like some mouth saying something or you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's a it's it's a weird it's a weird setup. But while it they're is. like while they're all talking and like I think it's like the first time when they're all together that Jeremy 
Jeremy's name is mentioned. Yeah. And, like they have this interesting like moment where they're like, oh, that's so weird. Like we were thinking about that, that person too. And like, mm-hmm. the, it's like while the, the Max guy or whatever is giving his like art artists like speech to everybody. <laughs> he, like, he like stops and like clears his throat, you know, like, uh, uh, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I love right. that. I was like, I was like, nobody cares about you, man. <laughs> but, then they divide up and uh it's like women on one side men on the other side and they're supposed to go through the exhibit that way right and that's really when like you have some moments where a couple of the characters end up like splitting off from mm-hmm. each other for a bit yeah um because at this point lily and max are uh they're at a separate section of this exhibit now dude this is <laughs> this is such a random oh my god yeah. It was, it was. They're like making out, and then we see it's like Max's assistant like pops up like uh, <laughs> kind of close by to watch, and she seems to be enjoying it. She's like, starts like, like she's her yeah, shirt a bit, yeah. <laughs> and, and when Lily notices it, this is what you're talking about. Where like every character, like even sort of like uh, David Boreanaz's character Adam is a little bit douchey, but not much. Mm-hmm. But like. This character is also painted as a douche because they're making out. Lily notices the girl and Max basically explains, you know, I, I invited her here to watch. Like, I, I thought you'd be cool with this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I thought you just, you know, you'd be down with a quick three way in the art exhibit, you know, while we're here. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, but, but, but that lady, I, I loved it. The lady like like kind of like holds up her top and then like scurries away (laughs) (laughs) well i'm not invited (laughs) but yeah so that 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 ends poorly for max we'll say yeah lily Lily basically tells him off and it mentions you know i'm i gotta be up early to catch a flight and you're you're a cheap hypocritical sleazeball and he was like he says something funny he's like yeah but I thought you knew that, or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I thought, thought you knew what you was getting. Uh, yeah, this, it's just a super random scene. Like, like I guess it just it serves to paint, you know, the the stress level of this character as she kind of keeps because like from there she sort of starts like winding her way f- into the exhibit further, trying to find yeah. her way out. If it seems like it's interesting because it's it's like she's almost like like a maze but also of note it seems at this point and who knows how much how much like how much time went from when all these people were looking to to the exhibit till now Mm -hmm. but it seems like everyone has piled out of the exhibit because lily gets lost in the exhibit but there's no one else around it's just her that's what i mean it was like all of a sudden like completely Mm -hmm. empty it felt like uh except yeah well, for, except for one person for her valentine yeah. uh but this is like the, you know in in sort of like a i'd say like a classic valentine day movie kill moment or at least it should be yeah you have a bow and arrow sequence here which is fucking yeah. great because like it is from a distance you, you almost like don't see the killer at first um because it's like dark coats just blends in with everything but then like you know lily gets just thwapped with a fucking arrow right into the fucking i believe like kind of stomach you know torso area and that's yeah. like you know not even just one and done dude she gets like she gets like boromir pretty strong like he she takes like something like three arrows or something yeah. like that the final gets- one sending her over the fucking edge of like a staircase 
It's a pretty like, cool whole sequence because yeah, it she is. gets shot with she gets shot with one. She gets shot with the second one, which sends her reeling back through mm-hmm. like uh, part of the exhibit, and she ends up ma- like hit going into a door, like an e- like a back exit, like fire door. Like you said, she makes her way outside, and then the third arrow sends her plummeting down. And it, it this this scene of her plummeting down was definitely definitely a uh, homage to Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know, if anyone knows what I'm talking about, there's that scene in Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo of the character looking down this like stair set of of like a apartment where it's like winding down, and that's what this kind of looked like. She plummets down like six, seven, eight, nine fucking stories, and lands like up into a well placed dumpster. It's actually a pretty. You know, some of the kills in this movie are lackluster, but this one, I, I really always enjoyed this one. Yeah. I'd like you that, said. Out of the movie, this one was probably one of my favorites. I'd yeah. say like top three like or four. You, yeah. And like you said, it fits the motif of, you know, the the, the guy's <laughs> wearing a Cupid. The, the killer, whether it's a guy or a girl, is wearing a Cupid mask. So it falls in line with the Cupid character, you know, bow and arrow. Definitely. Um, and then, like, from th- from there you know, unbeknownst to the other characters, you know, you kind of pick up with some of them, uh, mainly Dorothy and Campbell, who mm-hmm. end up having this interaction. This is one of those moments where you re- it starts to paint that picture of Campbell being sort of a con man in a way. Cause like, yeah. you know, this this third, you know, this third character comes into the scene and what's her name? Do you remember? Um, it's basically like her, like Campbell's supposed business partner or whatever. Yeah, her name is, uh, her name's Ruthie. Yeah, and Ruthie is based just confronts him and is like, you know, like where like you you know, where's the fucking money? What is this? I think they make yeah. a, a joke about the website calling it bleedmedry.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she alludes to the fact uh she alludes to the fact that, you know, he took all this money from her for the investment and also mentions to Dorothy, mm-hmm. you know, like watch out for him, you know. Yeah. And she comes into play later. But yeah, you kinda learn here, you know, maybe, you know, there's something up with this Campbell guy. Exactly. And, um, you know, so that the kind of leaves off on like a sort of sour note. Cause you're just like, okay, what the fuck? And then mm-hmm. it, then it picks up with, uh, Adam and Kate, mm-hmm. you know, so everybody's yeah. kind of like, you're kind seems of building like they, character in this whole sequence with everybody. Yeah. It seems like they just got done with the dinner date. She mentions how things have been weird lately with the mask, her creepy neighbor, that some of her underwear is missing. Um, or they're, they're actually, sorry, yeah. they're at they're at dinner at this one. There's a scene later where it's like alluded to the fact that they just got done with dinner, but yeah. they're like at dinner. There's also an, there's like a quick scene where Kate orders a Corona, Adam orders a club soda, and then she decides to get one too to kind of, you know, um, and kind of, cause he's dealing with alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I appreciated kind of cool. that. As someone who too. struggles so hard with drinking, it is mm-hmm. uh, it was something that like, I was like, man, like Nadine does that for me all the time. She hardly ever like has booze at the house even. And that's like cool. That. And and you know, though I don't like, I try to not put pressure on that. You know, it's really nice when you go to kiss, uh, you know, your partner or whatever, and they don't smell like beer. You know that's what good. I mean? Because, but I, I thought that was kind of a just like a, a great little little move. It was cool. It was cool. Way, way to be classy, some, Kate. <laughs> yeah, for someone in recovery, I thought it was cool. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. And so anyway, now we're we the next scene is we're back with uh, the girls talking to Detective Vaughn. They're in they're in one of the girls' house. Uh, 
he asks where Lily is at one point, and they tell him that she's out of town because that's what they think she's like in L.A. Mm -hmm. And then he brings out this card, and it took me a second to realize what it was, but it was a, a remembrance card that the killer sent to, Sh to Shelly's parents. Oh. And this this card is kind of short and sweet. All it says is too bad, so sad. But it has the name. It doesn't have the initials. It has the name Jeremy Milton on it. And so that's what know, I mean. Like, I feel like this cat's trying to like it. it he's toying with them. He's toying with them so hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's I don't know. And th this is kind of, you know, so they they do try to try to explain to the the detective, right? Like about the other Valentines and the, you know, the connection. Yeah, he was, with all a, the he, was he was a nerd from school. And that, yeah, mm -hmm. they, yeah, like you said, they tell him about the cards they received. Um, and we kind of learned here that uh, through this interaction that um, this this kid after this incident was sent to reform school. Uh, and like I said, we learned more later, but yeah, we learned. And then so after so Vaughn leaves and it's the girls talking now. And this is where Dorothy had finally admits to her friends that she wasn't actually attacked uh, yeah. by Jeremy Melton, that it was it was. Um, reciprocal but that at the at the time you know she was the bigger girl and that when everyone the guys saw what was happening that she couldn't bear it and that's when uh you know yeah she well, because in the, the way she did in the situation you know though there's like you know though they're like you know she was a an adorable little girl looked like but uh it was like one of those, you know, you can you can feel that junior high pressure where it's like she's getting totally. made fun of for shit. He, this kid's getting made fun of for shit. If they get totally. caught together, it's gonna be like all hell breaks loose on both of them. And so yeah. like, that's why she's like, no, I don't, I don't fucking know this like nerd, you know? Because <laughs> like, well, you know, when you're younger, obviously in that situation with her friends that were more popular and prettier, mm -hmm. you know, kids are cruel. They probably they might have, you know disowned her for that yeah. or, or it, what you, have you you get the vibe with her character that like you, you know she's the kind of she's like the the rich one of the group and so maybe that's why they they've, they were like always they were initially out. friends and, with yeah. Her. yeah it's and, a good uh, point and uh so anyway so that it's a really pivotal scene even though it does feel super quick but like that's when she does she just she just breaks it to her mm -hmm. friend she's like i fucking lied about that whole situation <laughs> You know, which yeah, at least she finally admits it. Um, yeah, which, you know, and I then mean. we get that. Yeah, I'm just. It's good that she finally admitted it. Um, and then we get that interaction where I'm talking with Kate and Adam, where I'm talking about where it's like, it seems like they just got done with a dinner date. Um, they get back to her place and they start kissing, mm -hmm. and she she actually invites him up, um, but he actually plays the good guy card here and is like, you know. I don't want you to do something that you're going to regret in the morning. Um, so it's kind of nice. Of classic, him, you know? classic line, though. Oh, uh, hey, you know, I will say this. Angel's smooth as fuck, okay? <laughs> <laughs> He's a good-looking uh, guy, but he has, I, he has that, like, peak 2001 hair that like spiky fucking hair. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like, it's like kind of like, uh, purposely messed up but like definitely pointed upward you know yeah. it's like it's like purposely ruffled but like to be spiky i don't know man it's just it's bizarre but that's like this is look it's like this yeah. almost this almost the same look he has in bones like later on in life uh so, I, 
I did not like that show. I'm sorry. I, I know people that are huge fans of that show. I'm going to say it right now. I watched I could like half an episode of that show and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I, could, I could not be bothered with it. But anyway, yeah. so now we're, we're back. We're back. We're, it looks like we're at the police office. Uh, Vaughn's talking to the girls about um, Melton. And this is where we learn now that so he went after the incident, he went to a reform school. Then he wound up in juvenile hall. Then he wound up in a state run mental hospital. We also learned that um, a couple years before now, where we're at, because in the movie, it's the movie is set in present, so it's 2001. We learned that a couple years prior, that his parents had died in a in a in a fire, and that his whereabouts are unknown, and that um, it was ruled an accident. Damn. Yeah, and then he also, and then he pulls out. This is some good like. Oh. To that, you know, like uh, technology for the time where they take a photo. He has a photo of Jeremy Melton as a kid and runs it through this program <laughs> to show what he may look like now. You know what I mean? I love that though. It was like such a such a funny sequence because it, like he's like you said, it dates the movie perfectly. Totally. Um, He's just running through all these like hypothetical, like, could it be this guy? Does this guy look familiar? Does this guy look familiar? Mm -hmm. It's like (laughs) they're all like very similar, but just like with facial hair or glasses added to it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great funny. But but then you have then you have and this is like this is another one of those moments like I I don't know. It's like it's like a strange moment in this movie where, you know, that he sends the girls all off, but he keeps Paige behind. Well, first, hang on real quick you're go you're first he he mentions to the girls after that after showing them this computer thing and like you mentioned all the different scenarios he mentions how it could be anyone mm-hmm. um he brings up max he asks the other yes specifically more so Paige, but asks the girls if they have a boyfriend kate brings up adam in his background kind of ruling him out and then you know he gets to asking about campbell dorothy mentions that she just met him a month before and then when Vaughn asks what his last name is and Dorothy doesn't know it, she gets flustered and angry and is like, I don't need to do this and leaves. Yeah. She's upset because she keeps telling everybody that she met him at yoga. And that's, and that's all He's they need it. to know. <laughs> well, like, and, and in her eyes, and we, we learn this more later, it's like, you know, she like she wants her friends to be happy for her that she found this, you know, potentially this good looking charming guy in her eyes you know what i mean yeah yeah but, she, but now yeah she wants to yeah. be the, like she, exactly but anyway yeah get, get to what you were gonna say uh you, you just have that scene that like the ultimate creep scene so the, de- the oh yeah the detective oh, yeah. creeps on on page and uh it's great because you know in the in the moment you have you know him getting him getting slapped down rejected you know she like uh, uh what's the line it's kind of funny because like, it he like puts like he like grabs her leg or whatever and she's like can you move your hand off my thigh and he's like where would you like me to put it and she's just like <laughs> shove it up your ass like yeah um, but it's just great because you know i think it's one of those things like like i said like i i'm I, I feel like i've seen denise richards talk about this or heard her talk about this a little bit like she definitely always played like over sexualized characters oh yeah and for so sure. it's it's just like it's a cool moment to have a character of hers who's being over sexualized in this movie sort of like you know not want it i think that's like a good point to bring up sometimes she was oh definitely definitely over even in like later roles like when she was in blue mountain state her character was like over sexualized it's kind of a shitty like typecast that she got put into unfortunately 
Yeah, I mean, like that's kind of why I chalk it up. It's like it's a typecasting thing that ends up happening to people. Um, But anyway, I just it it, you know it's it all all this scene does is kind of like really paint you a picture of one the detective's not really being fucking helpful too much, and two he's just a douche. Like he's yeah, like every other dude in this movie, he's a douche. He's a creep. Uh, And so you know after after this like interaction, you kind of pick up back at kate's apartment yeah yeah but it's, uh, it's it's interesting though but kate's not there no we see the uh, killer pick up a an iron mm-hmm. go into the room where he thinks that kate's gonna be but it turns out <laughs> to be scary gary who's trying on her pantyhose no. and we get this great line where he notices the killer and the killer's standing there and gary pops up and he's like hey man I'm not well or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But dude, the killer doesn't have it, man. He fucking domes the dude. He domes Gary with the iron and then he fucking, oh, it's gnarly. And then he burns his face with the iron and then like a fucking mace, he just like beats the dude with the iron. Like, oh my God, it's fucking, it's just, it's an, it's an intense quick scene, but, uh, you know, it's you don't see the full outcome, but you just imagine no. that, that the yeah. dude's dead. It cuts to Kate getting out of a taxi outside of her apartment, and Adam's there to surprise her with the gift. He, we learn here that there's going to be a, a Valentine's party at Dorothy's tonight. Um, he gives Kate a lollipop, and she gives him. She's like, "I have a gift for you too," and she gives him this card that says, "I O U T L C." Um, yeah, and then they, they kiss. She goes up to her apartment, um, and it's another yet another scene where she gets into her apartment and hears a sound and goes to check it out. But Paige happens to not not the killer or Gary. They're, the killer and Gary's dead body are, are like magically gone at this point. Paige pops out and and you know and scares her. They get a call from Dorothy who explains that. Campbell was questioned by the detective and that he's angry and Paige is like, well, you can make it up to him, you know, use your imagination. Use your imagination. Yeah, it's it's it is funny, though. Uh, there's a quick moment where Kate like. Uh, Tennyson like looks at the iron that's mm-hmm. in her living room yeah, and like notices yeah. that it's not the way she left it but she you know she doesn't full on mention it or anything she's sort of like is that the way yeah. I left it I don't think so you, you can tell with her face and, yeah. and stuff and, um, which is like all, yeah yeah that's because she does yeah she she walks in and that's the first thing she notices that the uh, iron is like neatly wrapped up not yeah. how she had left it but then they also they get a phone call from Vaughn who tells them that they found um this jason marquette guy who is one of their uh who is a suspect and that they have him in there for questioning yeah um and then uh then this pick up with uh dorothy and campbell right after that yep where dorothy kind of going out of her way to sort of you can tell she wants she wants this dude in her life yeah. we'll say um she she seems to like gift him a pretty pretty slick little gift that he wasn't expecting expensive looking watch oh yeah, yeah. 
rich, expensive looking watch. You know, it's uh, as for a con man, he's probably like stoked about it. He's like, yes, totally. this is what I'm here for. Um, but you know, he plays it off, and they they get a they get a little Mac action. I yeah. love this though because they're they're okay. So this is hilarious to me because they're shown in bed, and it's alluded to that like, uh, you know, he was a let down. She's she's let down with his performance. There's kind of a line where. <laughs> Where he's like, she's like, don't worry about it. And he's like, I'm, I'm sorry. So it's like, <laughs> oh, obviously, <laughs> obviously like a, a premature ejaculation type of event happened. <laughs> but this is interesting. So I don't know if you noticed this, this actor. He hasn't really been in much. I think he was more like, did like, uh, like um, soap operas. But he, he looks from so though. He was, okay, so he was in Van Wilder and he plays... He plays the super douchey frat boy boyfriend of Tara Reed. Yeah. He he's shown in it like in a different scene, like fucking this other girl, but his character in Van Wilder is also like underperforms in bed and ha- premature ejaculate. So <laughs> it's just so weird that the same actor has to play like two demasculated characters in these two different movies. It's like, why? <laughs> I wonder if that's something he had to shake off uh, later on. Yeah, you know? he's just like, no, trust me, babe. I'm not, like, I'm good to well, go. <laughs> and you know what's the shitty thing about like, and every you know every guy, I'm pretty sure every guy has, you know, at least once, maybe twice, had um, you know, had that happen to him. It's a moment, man. And it's it's kind of like one of those like, you have no like bearing over that. It's not like when you're having sex that you decide like, okay, I'm going to last two hours or I'm going to last 10. Like it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? But you just set a clock in your, uh, in your yeah. mind and in your dick and you're just like, all right, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now that's not how it happens. Trust me. Like everybody involved in sex, it's all about the feels. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, they have this, you know, there, there's that awkward scene. Dorothy says she's going to go shower. And then as she's showering, we think we're gonna get like a psycho-esque scene, but no, it's just, it's, uh, uh, Campbell pops up in the shower and kind of mentions this line about it's my turn to take a shower, essentially. Yeah, basically. But then, yeah, but then gives her, he's like, it's my turn and gives her this gold necklace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then tells her, you know, I have to go to this investor meeting, but I'll be back for the party. And you can tell that she's kind of disappointed by that. But then we follow up with him some more and this is where we learn more of yeah, this guy's totally a con man because he's on the phone, uh, like talking to someone on the phone about draining an account of his money under a different person's name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And know. he seems to get angry at the person for asking like, more and more questions as the conversation yeah. goes on. And yeah. Th- and that's when um, you get this. Uh, Dorothy kind of on their intercom the house's intercom system or whatever like asked him to go to the basement and reignite the pilot light mm-hmm. uh, he has this funny has- line where he's like perfect I'm on the staff now or something like yeah. that <laughs> this dude dude he's like he's oh man and anyway I, I always i felt like immediately as soon as he was you know you got the the or oh, i need you to go to the basement i was like oh this yeah. fucking dude this dude's yeah. on the path of and, and he does he does, he, does. Long he, long, yeah. he ends up down the basement he does do two things he relights the pilot light and he fucking dies so <laughs> i love it there's two funny things so he relights the pilot light and he has this great line where he gets done relighting it and he like uh like 
brushes his hands, you know, like, and he, and he has this funny line where he goes, well, that's worth at least a Porsche. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> fucking guy. But, uh, never done a fucking day of work in his life, it seems like. It's one of those shots where, at, so it's one of those shots, and this has happened in other horror movies, where as he's lighting the pilot light, there's something in the background that you need to pay notice to, because when he's initially lighting it, we see that there's an axe, like, in a piece of wood. And then when he's done lighting the pilot light, the axe is gone. Um, and then he quickly gets, this is a kind of another like lackluster kill where I'm talking about where uh, apparently um, James, the director wanted it to be more, he wanted it to have more of like an 80s slasher with more gore and blood, but the studio shot him down. Hmm. So I feel like this scene is one of those scenes that was more tame probably because of that because he just gets axed in the back once and falls to his death and that's it where yeah it's it so it, quick it could have been more brutal with the killer like laying in a couple more hacks but yeah exactly and i feel like yeah i feel i feel like that is like one of the limitations of this movie is that you know if they would have just ramped up some of that gore and some of those moments like it, it would have yeah. been just just like so much better you know what yeah. i mean um but you know, either way, this it dude is what gets it is. dispatched, and like I don't think anybody watching this movie is gonna be like, "Oh, I feel bad for Campbell." No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Campbell. But, so now it's dude. you knew he was gonna die. You knew it. So it's nighttime now. We see that you know there's this raucous party happening at Dorothy's house. There's DJ the whole nine yards. The girls are there. You know. We learned. We see that all these different characters are there from the movie. Adam's obvious there. Brian ends up being there, the guy from the speed yeah. dating. We see Dorothy is stress eating, thinking that Campbell is standing her up or that she's been dumped. You know. Yeah, and you know, so it's 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 just kind of like everybody. It's setting the stage for like all these different like moods. You know, Kate is get becoming more happy with Adam with again, Adam, you know, yeah. like, like Paige has got a boy coming, so she's fine. Like, you know, it's just, it, yeah. It, I just kept thinking, I was like, who the fuck throws this giant ass party for fucking Valentine's day? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a random, it's know. so like, like, it's like a weird day to just go like, let's it must be nice let's... to be filthy rich. So. I guess we'll say, yeah, we'll chalk it yeah. up to that. <laughs> but yeah. So we get introduced to, um, Paige is dancing. We get introduced, reintroduced to Brian, this Brian character who walks up and he's such a tool. He walks up and looks at Paige and goes, hey, hot stuff. Yeah. And then they, they they start grinding. And then he he looks at her and says, I'd much rather take you upstairs. I have that's, a surprise. <laughs> that's what I mean, dude. Like, it's like another moment where it's like all of a sudden, like, like, like two minutes into the situation, like you've been bumping and grinding on this lady for like, like, less than you're gonna last in bed and you're like you're like yo let's just go fuck right now baby yeah <laughs> like so, i'm yeah. sorry but like i as somebody it doesn't that doesn't really work that way out in the field no. you know what i mean <laughs> but you know then again there are guys like this like he's a good looking guy he's probably had his sway with women before yeah. but L let me say this for 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 ugly minimum wage workers it doesn't work this way <laughs> no for people like yeah no I, I could have never done that but uh but anyway so, so he follows him and Paige have a mm -hmm. uh, you know she, they're just like all right let's let's go let's go upstairs but I get you get the vibe and this is like this is Paige's like pivotal scene coming up here because uh, you get the vibe over this movie that she's been like more and more like why the fuck is everybody just like 
on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, including this guy. And so, you know, it's like, it's kind of a random scene for the movie if you think about it because it has nothing to do with the killer of course not but it's like you know this it's actually really funny so they get upstairs and the dude's just like all right like yeah yeah you you ready and then he just like drops trap yeah <laughs> and he's just like yeah and he's basically just like get to work you know like kind of the kind of status and it's just like what the f- <laughs> he even like he drops his pants and says surprise yeah surprise and, and, and she's <laughs> like She's like, your surprise is you wanted to show me your penis. And he has this great line where he goes, what are you waiting for, honey? Wax it. Like, Wax what is it? it? Like, does that work? <laughs> That's what I mean, dude. It's like this fucking schmuck, dude. And so, that, and this is like, this is just such a great moment though. So Paige, you know, like goes out of her way to just be like, all right, I'm going to fuck with them. She gets him to like, you know, she's like, take off your shirt. They get fucking naked and she gets them all naked. She's ninja. Then she finds some you know sashes or whatever and like ties him to the bed blindfolds him and blindfolds him and then like while straddling him goes like you want me to wax it and he's like yeah and then she like grabs a fucking hot candle and like pours (laughs) hot wax on his dick (laughs) 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 which is so fucking funny and then just just, like leaves him strapped to the bed (laughs) to add insult to injury she leaves him tied to the bed naked it's pretty good it's good for it's like a good it's a good like turn for her where yeah like we talked yeah. about where she's this over sexualized character it's joked that she is like a promiscuous girl so it's funny that she turns the tables on this guy yeah exactly it's like it's and it feel like it's so rare in in 2001 era or like pr- prior that you see like i don't know the over sexualized character turn the table there yeah you know and like have a little one up um so it's just it it was just like a really random thing to add to this movie though overall like i said more to add to the runtime yeah Yeah. um then we get reintroduced (laughs) back to the this ruthie character who shows about the party shows about the party uninvited she meant she sees dorothy and tells her that the necklace she's wearing was stolen and that it's hers and uh, Dorothy's like, he loves me. And Ruth, the Ruthie character's like, he loves your trust fund. Yo. Um, they they make her leave. Then we see this this scene where Paige comes downstairs and, you know, explains that it was a letdown with Brian. She grabs a bottle of champagne and tells Kate that she's going to go chill out somewhere. Max Steve shows up too and explains to Kate that Lily never showed up in LA and that he doesn't, they don't know where she's at. Tries hitting on her to no avail. Um, and then Ruthie sneaks your back. Your friend's missing. You want to bang? <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot of quick interactions that happen. But then we get mm-hmm. back to Ruthie. So she sneak. We, she, we see that she snuck back in. She's rummaging through Campbell's duffel bag, finds his wallet, finds his watch, and that seems to please her. Yeah. Um, so she goes to leave, and as she's she heads down to a different room, she's walking through a room with like a pool table in it, and there's you can see there's multiple doors. And as she's walking through it, the killer pops out from another door, dragging the body of a maid. Yo. Bad timing. Bad timing, man. Uh, because like, and I feel like at first she didn't like necessarily believe what like was she was she seeing. Was seeing yeah. You know, like this is crazy. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> um, but that immediately like leads to you know, the she domes the fucking. Uh, 
killer with a with a pool cue, doesn't she? She like, yeah. she's like, oh shit, and she like smacks the dude and like <laughs> takes off. Like, yeah, good, good for her. Good, yeah, good on her, man. Uh, but you know, like, she, eventually the killer catches up with her as she's hiding out in a fucking like yeah, shower well, in a bathroom or something like that. Well, first, first she hides in a sauna. Oh yeah, killer, yeah. The killer comes up and she eludes the killer. The kill, she thinks the killer's left, so she comes out. She also finds Campbell's dead body. But yeah, yeah, so she that's comes right, out. That's right. She comes out of the sauna and we get this tense scene where she's slowly walking around. And then this is probably one of my probably my favorite kill of the movie because the killer just jumps out of nowhere, throws her through like the glass like a uh, door of a shower shattering the glass but leaving like jagged parts of it on the bottom grabs her by the scarf and just shoves her throat first into one of these big long fucking pieces fucking gnarly dude it it was great yeah it was so good and like honestly it was like what were we gonna say i was gonna say it remind it it like I, I didn't think that they were going to go full bore with it, but it reminded me of the creepiness of that scene where in a zombie, where it's like that, the, the glass oh, to the yeah. eye scene, which is like, you can never top the creepiness of that to me, but it and like totally the has, but like, but like, it's, you know, it's like hinting at that, at that level. Oh you know? yeah. Where it's like, it's like, she's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And then like, you know, cause there's like a good second where she, you know, she, he's like holding her head and then like, <laughs> Wham. Yeah, dude, it's, it, it totally gave me the same, like, Italian giallo vibes because there's a lot of uh, um, in Argento movies too where a character gets like smashed through glass or yeah. decapitated with glass or stabbed. A lot of glass, lot of glass work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a cool way to kill off this character. And then we then we go back to uh, Dorothy and Kate who are talking about not hearing anything from Lily. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate gets a call from Vaughn saying that they had to let this Marquette guy go due to no evidence. Uh, she t- mentions to him that Lily never showed up to LA. He tells her to stay put that he's on his way. Yeah. So he's like, he's like rolling up. He's going to try and roll up to the fucking big party to save mm-hmm. the day. Uh, and that, that's when uh, Kate runs into Adam again. Yes, yes. Who you haven't seen in a little bit. And he appears to have been uh, getting a little liquored up maybe. Yeah. He's on the sauce. And uh, and she you know calls him out on it and you know then like brushes him off and kind of walks away you know kind of status because she's you know I mean she's salty about it obviously, uh, but it's like then then you kind of you know she, she, like I said she shrugs him off and you kind of pick up with uh, Paige. Paige sorry yeah. I, don't know why I was blanking on that name there I was like and and this this is. I don't know. This 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 scene is like pretty fucking great. It's you know uh, you have you pick up with Paige who's like chilling in a hot tub and yep. drinking champagne, drinking champagne, and of course at some point you know I believe you hear you know you hear a little noise or so, but uh, which happens with like every major almost every major death in this movie yes uh, <laughs> and she thinks you know it, oh it must be Brian lurking around she tells him to get the fuck out of here if he is uh, and <laughs> like I mean I, I it's I will say this is probably one of the more creative like sequences it's a death, good sequence death wise but like the, the killer like pops out and like throws her back in the hot tub 
like uh, shuts the. It's like I don't know glass doors yeah, or whatever I've over seen, the top I've never, of it. I've never seen a a glass you know, cover. Any, any hot tub I've seen is just that same like whatever material. Yeah, this is like a glass see-through cover. It's cool. Yeah, it shuts yeah. it, leaving her with not much air. It doesn't need to like, crank it, up the boiling. Yeah, and then as if that's not bad enough, he grabs this drill with like this hilariously long drill bit it's, on it. it's the longest drill bit i've seen <laughs> and and yeah it just starts like trying to get at her in the fucking thing you know through the, the the case it's like a combination of like do you think she's gonna drown do you think she's gonna get drilled do you you know what's gonna yeah it's happen pretty good at, it's pretty cool actually but this is what i'm saying where this is like in the first sequence of the movie a little bit of foreshadowing where when the jeremy milton asked her if she wants to dance she's like i'd rather be boiled alive yeah and but yeah, so are. the killer t- tries drilling through a couple times and, you know, she tries to catch a little air through the holes that the killer drills. But at one point she gets drilled in the shoulder. And then you th- I thought the first time I thought this movie, I thought that he was going to keep drilling through to kill her. But he kind of subverts expectations, opens up the lid again and throws the drill in. Yeah. Electrocuting. He, uh, he gets two birds with one stone here because not only does he kill her by electrocuting her but it also shuts the power off to the whole house yeah um dorothy thinking they've blown a fuse but this leads to all of the party goers leaving you know yeah they even make a comment about like wow people clear out fast or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's uh, a cool her, her death scene is good it's a good it's another good tense scene Definitely. And, you know, it's another shot. And it happened a few other times, but, you know, they focus on the bleeding coming out of the dude's mask again. Exactly. kind of reminds exactly. you, like, you know, this that that could be the, the, the dead giveaway. Of like, but, yeah, we're, we're back to Dorothy and Kate now. You know, the power's out. People are leaving. They talk about, you know, wondering where Paige is, but then they mention she's probably with Brian. And then Dorothy, you know, out of nowhere, like starts accusing she's like you know what if adam's the killer because of this this and this he he could have had surgery and all this the next thing and then you know using that same logic kate uh says well it could be campbell they end up arguing about it and dorothy ends up like um going on this rant about how she was always the fat one and says screw all of you and leaves yeah dude storms off in a huff finally like this boil over moment for her where she's just like fuck y'all <laughs> but mm-hmm. she's kind of i mean but she's so wrong though that's the thing it's like anyway but yeah she's like you said she storms off and it uh you know that that that's kind of where you follow you know you're still you're still following kate at this point who's trying yeah. to like, you know, make her way through the fucking party and yeah she finds her little clutch gets mm-hmm. her cell phone and heads outside and decides to give Vaughn a call. Yeah. But, uh, and that doesn't seem to go too, too well. It goes to, it goes to voicemail. Well, no, no, it, it it does not. She, uh, she, she calls Vaughn and then she can hear. That's right. She just kind of moves the phone away from her face. She can hear his phone ringing nearby somewhere. And like, she's expecting that he's, Anyway, long story short, she calls his yeah. phone and she can hear it ringing somebody nearby where she is. So she's walking around outside trying to find the source of the 
she comes, you know, like we talked about, we're at this big mansion. So she comes across this like, like expensive, pond or something like expensive that. looking pond outside. Yeah. Where she hears the phone. She looks into the water and sees that the, uh, the IOU note from Adam is floating in the water. And when she goes to pick it up, mm-hmm. Detective Vaughn's decapitated head floats to the surface too. I always love those kind of shots, man. Mm-hmm. Like uh, where it's like, you know, the dead body reveal in the fucking water or whatever. Like, yeah, you always make the head, like the body part look just kind of nasty. Totally. And- yeah, it was a quick shot, but it was like, you know, it it definitely it's effective. It, yeah, it's it's effective. And you know, having like the IOU plant right there give, immediately makes you like makes you suspect. Like you're just like, oh, "Yeah, Adam." And she is. She yeah. is suspectful. Exactly. And that's basically, you know, where you follow her. You follow her into like a you know, a, a confrontation almost with Adam. Uh-huh. Um and, you know, he's like trying to be the sympathetic you know nice guy like kate hey, come on i'm begging you like it's me you know <laughs> like, yeah he, he, but i think he's he says something here that because she she kind of already suspects him and then he makes this line where he's like you're the only good thing in my life and those other people can die as far as i care but you mean something to me and you can tell this freaks her out because she immediately knees him in the dick yeah <laughs> and runs off look runs upstairs looking for dorothy notice that like one of these rooms is in shambles she goes back downstairs um uh he's he asks her what the hell is going on um she walks backwards down a flight of steps as he follows that kind of questioning her and she still just want to talk you know the entire time just trying to be like you know but also in this also in these scenes they kind of paint him a little creepier too like Mm -hmm. because maybe he's drunk or whatever he's acting a little sus but uh, exactly. so she, yeah, it's kind of interesting. But she, due to her, you know, um, fear of him, she ends up s- smashing a champagne bottle over his head. So here's an interesting thing. So this scene um, was was originally written in the script, all right. But this is when he was like at his height of the popularity with the TV show, and they didn't want to shoot this scene in fear that like something might go awry and cut his his beautiful face oh my but God. um but he wanted him and marley shelton agreed that they wanted the scene so bad that they were gonna do it anyway and they did and i guess it pissed off the, the people making the studio but they still put it in the movie so it's just interesting oh wow I, yeah that's fucking wild can't yeah his his beautiful face not his beautiful face but she <laughs> smashes him over the head with the bottle Mm-hmm. She runs off and first, so she kind of first she stumbles across Paige's dead body in the hot tub. She stumbles across Ruthie's dead body um, in the shower. She tries to find a use a phone to call uh, the police to no avail, and then she grabs a pistol. Yeah, like the first smart that thing gun she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I agree with you. It's like the first smart thing that she's done in a hot second here. Uh, and you know like this immediately is just like i don't know you can it's like it's like hard to tell because at this point in the movie you're still thinking like you know they're painting it real hard that it's that, the, he's, yeah. that he's the one and it, it just gets so confusing because in a moment here as she's wandering with the gun she gets a, like attacked again mm-hmm. by the killer in the get up yeah in the get up 
and uh, and he gets knocked down a flight of stairs, and she drops the gun. Yeah, and the killer also falls down the stairs. Yeah, they fall down together, and and uh, which would obviously be pretty painful. Yeah. They plummet down the stairs. Um, Kate gets up first and looks over at the killer, and then the killer has like a. I know we make a, we've made a lot of uh, wrestling references, but the oh, killer does. Yes. The killer does an Undertaker here, and you know does the pop up. Yeah, dude, just pops right up, and you know, like going out. It's going. The killer's going after you, Kate. But no. But no. Blam, 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 dude. Yeah. To the rescue, he hoses down the killer. Yeah. (laughs) I, I counted twice. Fires off, rapid fire, seven fucking blasts of the pistol into this killer's oh chest. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, because I thought that was kind of cool because that was one scene I liked to that subverted expectations because like I said, we the, the killer pops up and you think you're going to get this like showdown with them, but no. Just the killer just gets fucking wasted. Yeah. Blammy. And uh, that's, that's when you know, the big reveal happens and they go over and they take the, the mask off the killer and who it, it turns out to be Dorothy. Motherfucking Dorothy. And Kate is obviously, you know, hysterical at this point. She runs into David, uh, sorry, Adam's arms, you know, crying and apologizing. And then we get this scene where they're like, kind of like, like she's, her head's resting on his shoulder. And she's, you know, he had called the cops already. She's in shock at to like why Dorothy would do this. And he goes off on this weird kind of sort of like monologue about, um, and I wrote this down, whatever things he says, he goes, uh, you know, if someone is lonely or angry, they can learn to hide it, but inside it never dies. It stays there. It eats away at you till one day you have to do something about it. It's kind of creepy. It's really creepy, especially like given the situation and everything. And then you have this, uh, this, this was like a great horror movie, like moment you know mm-hmm. it, like where it, like it, it's it pans up from her head on his shoulders and you see you start seeing like a line of blood and then it, you know it's all coming down his nose yeah because it like looks it drips onto her face first yeah and oh my god yeah no though like that's like one of those endings where it's like you know they just leave you on that fucking cliffhanger where yeah. you're like you you you're probably you're probably not and you're de- i mean at this point you're definitely not getting a sequel from this movie but like mm-hmm. it just leaves you on that hanger of like oh shit the killer's still out there <laughs> yeah like like you're obviously putting the pieces together that yeah. this is probably you know jeremy melton um, and he set it up to look like Dorothy was the killer. It's obviously not explained because the mo- it's, no. movie just ends. Which it, it didn't need to explain it, but it is, like you said, one of those classic, like, like uh, not a twist ending necessarily, but one of those classic, like, like uh, leave you on a hook yeah, ending. Definitely. And I always, li- I always like that about about horror uh, oh, yeah. movies in particular because it's like I don't need every movie to have a further story, but I just love the no. idea of like, whoa, dude, something else is happening. <laughs> totally, yeah, it's uh, a good way to a good way to end off the movie. It's you know for for what it is, and when I like I said when I was younger, I kind of enjoyed this movie. You know, it's like a guilty pleasure because it's not on the level of other horror movies of its time. But it's it's not a bad you know it's like you get you get you you could spend your time 
watching something much worse. Definitely. Definitely. There's definitely much worse movies than this. This this one was like it was quasi all right and it had had a couple of couple of fun kills and a cool killer design. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like I don't know. I, I, I just I shockingly didn't mind this movie whatsoever. It's like unfortunate <clears throat> unfortunate because we mentioned how much Urban Legend is a good movie with a good plot. Yada yada yada. Then he makes this and it was kind of like even though it made like its budget back it was seen as like a failure Mm -hmm. and he ended up like he i think he's like a new zealand or like an australian director so he never made another like american big budget movie but he's made a couple movies in australia and one of them actually sounds pretty interesting i might have to check it out but it kind of like essentially killed his career in a a way which Ah, is really kind of kind of a kind of a buzz because yeah urban legend was was good and you could tell in that movie that he could have went on to do some other good things and another like side note is like i learned i was like reading this article about um when they made the dvd of this movie and there's like an audio track i guess there's like an audio track of uh with um the director jamie blanks and also don coscarelli who directed phantasm mm. and they have like a dialogue like they uh um have like a uh, what's the word i'm looking for like a commentary track commentary or? track yeah. yeah so it's it's interesting nice that actually is pretty cool it's like why that's like such another ra- like a r- random like person to be able to like totally. hop on there and be like hey talk about this movie with me <laughs> totally that's cool yeah i mean overall uh, i would i would say valentine i would give it uh i'd give it four stolen four borrowed slash stolen necklaces out of eight okay i give it seven okay (laughs) i give it two and a half that's got to be worth the porsches out of five (laughs) (laughs) yeah man it it's just a fun it's a fun watch it's like a you know uh, about an hour and a half or something like that you know it's nothing nothing too crazy time commitment wise i don't see why any of you people listening shouldn't just pop it on for the fucking fun of it sometime yeah why so like uh i actually watched this like a couple weeks ago um just because like i said it was like a guilty pleasure so when i noticed it was on shutter i was like oh cool so i just thought it'd be a good idea to do this one but as as i was re-watching it last night as i hopped on shutter i noticed that they on they just put on shutter um both of the uh tales from the crypt movies bordello of blood and demon night yeah and i'm pumped i'm gonna i'm gonna when i get home from work tonight i'm definitely gonna watch demon night so. i was definitely i was thinking about that too i was thinking about watching both of them you know just but demon night's probably got to be the first oh the it's list. amazing yeah it's amazing I love uh, that movie. Hell yeah. Well that and that just reminds me, corn dogs, make sure you keep following along because uh this is gonna this is episode thirty-nine. We got some cool stuff coming up for the next few episodes. We're gonna be uh looking yes. at eighties horror. We're we're very excited. We're gonna be breaking yeah. it down. Uh it's gonna be I, I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, so just keep 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 tuning in because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun few strings of episodes. Yeah, but, looking forward to it. Hell yeah. But all right, hot dogs, we're going to leave it here. You got any final thoughts, David? No, just go watch some horror. Do it, always. All right, we'll leave it there.